Good evening, CDN listeners, and welcome to this week's in interview with your host, Anthony Drago. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you, and it's a pleasure to be with you on this Wednesday night. Uh, if you listen to me and you join me every week, you're a regular listener, and I want to say thank you for coming back every Wednesday. Uh, your your time is greatly appreciated. And if tonight is the first time that you're listening to me on this weekend interview, welcome to this weekend interview. A special welcome to those in Dominica who are listening to us um, through our our affiliate um, station RVR Jams on Digiplay Channel 59. And you, of course, you may be look you may be listening to me if you're driving on TDN Radio. But we are also on cdntv.net. So um, yeah, you can actually see me and my guests. Um, we also do Facebook Live on This Week in Interview Facebook page, as well as um, CDN Radio Facebook page. So I, I invite you now to, to share the link, text somebody, call somebody, and uh, let them know that This Week in Interview is live, because we have a very important topic to, to discuss tonight. Very, very important topic. And uh, October, it's our first program in the month of October. So it's our 11th season, episode number 36 of this speaking interview. And October, among many other things, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And so we are doing some special programming um, to, to recognize that we, we, we are, are doing some special programming to, to recognize that um, there are a lot of people who go through the painful experience of, of domestic violence, um, domestic abuse. And so um, as October is set aside to, to sympathize, sympathize with them, to, to be sensitive to their plight, and to also um, try to see how we can address how we can address um, the situation of persons living with domestic violence. And so, welcome. I I, I know there are a few people who are joining um, now. So, welcome. I I am going to take a break. Do the anthem. By the time we come back from the anthem, we have to have more people um, on, and I will I will have my guest. Um, she is an author and a poet, uh, and she is she also works in the healthcare industry. And, and I invited her on because she's been on before. And speaking about none other but Miss Sharon Darvel. Um, Sharon has been on before, but every time I talk to her, she always comes back to um, domestic violence abuse. Um, we know we did some programs with her before where um, she deals with bullying of, uh, among kids. And so she, she's very sensitive to that uh, aspect of violence by people that you share space with, you know? And so I invited Sharon on so we could talk about domestic, we could talk about domestic abuse. And um, I, I have something to read for, for you from her writing. Uh, and I was going to do it now, but I will do it after the Karakam Anthem because I want as many people to hear it as possible. So let's do the Karakam Anthem. 
And um, when we come back, I'm going to be joined by Sharon Dorival. I'm going to introduce you to this really magnificent poem that, that she wrote. And we're going to start our conversation talking about domestic violence. So stay tuned. Distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain, by test of their courage. Our freedom was gained In homage to those gone before us gone. The heroes of lands in the sun We vow to join hands and to focus On building one Caribbean Raise your voices high Sing of your Caribbean
Welcome back, listeners. And of course, um, thank you once again for, for joining us. As I said before, the break is such an important topic that we have tonight that I invite you to share the link. Invite someone to listen with you to this freaking interview. Let's talk about this scourge, this this stain, this stamp of shame that that afflicts our, our society called the domestic violence. Let us see what we can learn about domestic violence and see what we can do to, to reduce and eliminate domestic violence. <clears throat> As I said, my guest tonight is Ms. Sharon um, Darvel. Before I bring Sharon on though, I, I have a poem here that I want to read um, for, uh, uh, you know, concerning domestic violence. It is called Thunder in My Tears. This morning I cried. Last night I cried. Yesterday afternoon and evening I cried. Though I said nothing was wrong, I lied. Attempting to get over it, I tried. Pouring out tear after tear, clutching my chest, a hat full of tears. Breaking while dissipating, slowly wasting in this organic funk. Laying in front of me, scattered on the floor, journal after journal, page upon page. The same monotonous coding of my melancholy in blue and black ink. Into self, I sink, mind blank. Can't think, concentrating on the hues looking for the right color to paint my blues. <clears throat> Down in the dumps, feeling a bit recycled, complete in my blankness, a bit confused. Not one of you, not one of you have been in my shoes. No, you want to talk, but leave your judgment before you choose your words. This morning I cried, last night I cried, Yesterday afternoon and evening I cried. Though I said nothing was wrong, I lied. Attempting to get over it, I tried. I've seen stormy days and insecurity in my ways. This mask I wear is not for display. It's to hide the words I wish not to say. In sadness I lay as I tend to stray into a zone of the forbidden. Hear the thunder in my tears. And no, I am not kidding. I hide before the lightning strikes. I can feel the rumble in my brain. Blatantly, I am a murderer of self. Many times have I been slain. My weeping reverberates. There is a chill within my song. I belt the lyrics out of my pain and to the too excruciating I hum along. In this world of righteousness, I feel that I am wrong. And upon this earth where life is, I feel I don't belong. So I am alone. This morning I cried. Last night I cried. Yesterday afternoon and evening I cried. Though I said nothing was wrong, I lied. Attempting to get over it, I tried. The thunder in my tears is filled with all that I am feeling, just existing in this world, in this life that I should be living. Don't know how to take. I am giving, 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 giving enough until I break. Then in my mind, I am relieving, relieving, relieving all the pain and torment 
I long to let it go. My misery doesn't like company. I learn to let you go. I let go. I let go. I let you go. You never understood the process, so you never turned away. I did a reverse, and you asked me to meet you halfway. I trembled when I cried. I heard the roar when I wept. My body shook violently as you held me as I slept. The thunder in my tears, the most vicious release carried on within my dreams. Not one moment of peace. The cycle begins again. This morning, I cried. This is a poem by none other than Sharon Dorival, um, who is my guest tonight on this weekend interview. I have had Sharon on um, this weekend interview a few times um, in the past, and tonight I want to welcome her back. It's, it's a very somber topic that we're dealing with tonight, but it's one that's necessary to talk about because a lot of those um, harmful behavior thrives on secrecy and silence. So Sharon, uh, a very warm welcome to you back to, um, to this weekend interview. It's always a pleasure to have these conversations with you, even though we do deal with complex and difficult topics. I want to say welcome. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for having me once again. Yeah, it's good. Um, and I mean, those of my of my of my um, audience who know you, they know that um, you're a very prolific writer. You published several several writings, um, but when it comes to this topic, I sense that there's a, a, a particular passion in you for for dealing with domestic violence so so can you just talk about the topic a little bit your your experience with it um with folk with people who have been or who are experiencing domestic violence um and and just take a few minutes and set the stage for for the audience in terms of, when we talk about the topic of domestic violence I've grown up in a beautiful village called you, and I have seen and experienced um, domestic violence. We, even my family, I have seen men beating women with big bricks of wood. I've seen stones thrown. And it, it is really painful to my heart to see this continue. There are so many women. Sometimes they need help, and they are too scared to, hide, to talk. They are sworn to secrecy. Even me, I after my mother and dad had separated, we had um, stepdads, and I didn't take him to them. You know, the one that had, he tried to seduce me while my mother was delivering his baby in the hospital. You know, thank God, like, I was determined when I see so much um, abuse going on, I was determined, no, I'm not being a victim to that. So I fight back, and I, in turn, have turned to help other women, other young girls who are in the similar situation. I praise my grandma, who after hearing that incident with my stepfather, she took me to church and the elders in the church, they really, really molded me. They really, really comforted me. They embraced me. And I think prayer have kept me from even hurting others or doing something bad, like killing somebody because I've heard my mother cry so much, like a toe or beef. Like why does a woman have to be beaten like that to come home black and blue? And I, as a young person just in primary school, I have to be nursing the wounds, helping her clean her black eye. Like it was just too much for me. 
it hurts and even tonight you know my mom asked me for help you know how can i help her and i i am determined to help i've helped her a lot you know what i've just noticed with the abuse because somebody was abused because she was abused i think she doesn't know how to embrace love and to give it back to me it would have given to me and because she in turn she couldn't fight back the man that beat her. She turned on me and I would get beatings after beatings every single day. My last one for me in the hospital at Prince of Margaret Hospital in a coma because I was kicked down the stairs the same night of my graduation from high school. Yet, after I got saved, my friends, they took me there from the hospital because when they asked me at the hospital, do you have any family? Because no, obviously nobody came. I said, no, they're all dead. My friends, I was discharged to my friends and I stayed hidden in my youth, my friends. My only person that knew where I was, was my brother. And he came and see me all the time. Because it's like my mother tried to kill me by throwing the kicking your child down the stairs like that. How many plight to stairs? Maybe 13, 14, putting her in coma. Yet people ask me, so why do you turn back and help the abuser? I turn back to hell because the Bible says, honor father and mother. And she plays back in my mind every single day. On a father and mother, Sharon. On a father and mother. So I take that, I go help, I send money to do start the bill house. And yet the money goes into alcohol. So I'm wondering, is the alcohol leading to, to the abuse? Because now the abuse is not, I am not there, I'm far gone. God has saved me. Now the abuse is on my nieces, my siblings. So we need help to deal with that. This has to stop. It really needs to stop this domestic abuse because it is intimate and it's not just man and woman, but mother against her daughter, siblings and siblings. And we see a lot of killing because I myself, last time my mother got beat up, I took a nice freaker and I decided I'm gonna kill this guy. I had a little sub cutlass I used to work and I'm gonna kill my, my neighbors like, you know, no, my child, no, you don't want that for yourself. You don't want that for yourself. They took away the icebreaker from me. But what if it wasn't there to stop me that night? Because I aim my brothers and I'm like, you know what? We're taking him. We're taking him down because I'm fed up. You know what? After this, no, she still took the guy back. And I say, look at this fetai kai. Because they had the old houses and they had the rafters you could hang. I say, we'll hang you there next time. If you take him back, you better let him out because this is what he do to me. And instead of taking to the police, she go to the police, but she says her man. So we couldn't go to court and it was under the, under the carpet. So I suffered with that for many years. And this lived. And I'm grateful. So I am here, able to stand strong to help other women who are in a similar situation. And and Sharon, I want first thing I want to say is, is thank you so much for being brave enough to share your story with with, with us. So, so thank you for that. And also, I want to say sorry, I mean, for, for that, because as part of humanity, I think we are all responsible for the way we treat each other. And so even though, even though I wasn't the one who physically abused you, I feel in a way responsible because I think all humanity is responsible for everything that happens in humanity. And so, and so we're sorry for that. We're sorry for your experience. But but i mean out of every hardship you know comes a jewel and and and, and we can see that 
that your strength, your strength is being displayed and manifested um, in front of us, and you're very brave. So it, it's sad that you had to go through that experience, but I think that you emerged um, strong on the other side. I have some statistics here, not necessarily for from Dominica, but it's from a, it's from the national. Uh, it, it's a site called um, NCADV, so it's National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, and they have some statistics in the U.S. and they said that on average, nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. Nearly 20 people are abused every minute. This equates to 10 million women and men every year. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence. Intimate partner contact self-sexual violence and or intimate partners talking with impact such as injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of victim services, contraction of sexually transmitted diseases, etc. One in three women and one in four men experience some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. This includes a range of behavior, slapping, shoving, pushing, and in some cases might not be considered domestic violence. One in seven women and one in 25 men have been injured by a domestic partner. One in 10 women have been raped by an intimate partner. Data is unavailable on male victims. One in four women, one in seven men have been victims of severe physical violence, beating, burning, strangling by an intimate partner. And I will stop there. It just goes on and on and on and on. You can go to, to the website of ncadv.org. Let me, let, me, let me put it in the chat so, so people can go there and see. And even though that these numbers are, are United States numbers, we, we see that um, the, that kind of physical abuse is is prevalent and we grew up in an environment where people beat their kids people hit their kids um i i, I don't believe in that at all and and it, i i really like the fact that in your experience you talk about both the abuse of your mother and in turn the abuse of your of your parents towards you and so what is what is your opinion what what is your experience what do you what is how do you feel let, let, let's leave um intimate partner relationship for the minute and let's talk about how we raise our kids and how we decide that because we're stronger we can beat our kids to get them to conform to what you want and how that is introducing violence in the minds of the kids as a way to solve um conflict i like you don't believe in beating my kids. I do discipline them when needed. Like I think in my whole in my whole kids' life, maybe once beat each of them because they needed it. But I don't believe in really abusing them. I think um, when parents beat their their children, it's because of something in their past. Like my mom, I know when she was pregnant with me, people told me that she was beaten badly by her parents by her. Uh, her father and the brothers because they didn't want her 
to have me. You know, back then, you know, there was um, the fight between Catholic and Christian. My mom is Christian, dad Catholic, and there was a big fight. You know, that's the that story. And obviously, on mom's side, maybe they didn't like dad. And trust, she was a Christian. Oh, my goodness. She was not supposed to get pregnant, I guess, out of wedlock. And this is, this is me that came out. And I never feel that love, you know, because I was always wondering why you always hitting me. And she even turned my name to Cinderella. Cinderella, like all the time. Cinderella, come here. Cinderella, you haven't done your work. If she goes to the market and I come, she come back and I didn't finish my washing all the laundry in the river or clothes and something happened to my siblings. Oh man, I get beat every single day. A slap. If I talk, go out of the house and talk to somebody, a friend, oh, I get a slap. Somebody just tell her, hey, Sharon passed the ancient and say good morning. I get a cool point. You know, it's what it was hard. And I always wonder, I try to put myself in her place. Like, what's wrong with this lady? Like, why? Like everybody in the village, do they love me? They're trying to teach me. And she's beating me all the time. And then my the neighbors would scream, Opa, leave her, leave her, you go get way, you get way. But no, like she's the mom and she has the upper hand. She rules with a rod and she won't listen. You know, I had a very good friend. She rests in peace now. Heather, I was, she used to take me in the arm. I would study and she was my mother's best friend. And she would scream at my mother, Why you keep eating that? Leave her, leave her, leave her. No, my brothers would scream, Mom, leave her, leave her. What she do? What she do now? What she do? Nothing. Just because I'm Cinderella, like I was never allowed to go anywhere. You know, thank God my grandmother took me and she brought me to church and then other people in Baptist church, a lot of people have, have worked with me, you know. Salvation prayer, praise. I remember when I came to Canada, I still didn't have that forgiveness in my heart and they helped me so much. I used to repeat everything they say. I was listening to them online radio and I would listen. And I think in my mom, like, oh my gosh, she really needs help because she hasn't changed. She's, I've been gone. God rescued me 20 years ago and it's still the same thing. And I had to be rescued because I would have been killed. As I told before, kick me down the stairs, down as in a coma. When the doctors asked my family, I had to say, no family, I'm dead because I, they didn't come. They didn't even know, even the villagers asked that night. Uh, even after that, where's Sharon, where's Sharon? I think I took many weeks to heal. And she don't know because obviously she never came to see me. She didn't care. Many times I've gone to the police, like in after I would be working and then I would want to sleep and she would kick me on the floor. You know, I'd go on to tell, tell the police and they could me, I cannot talk to your mother. They would say, the poor old police, no, I can't talk to her. Let her calm down. And then maybe we'll walk down the street and go talk to her. So one time I slept in the station. You know, I had to go, I've called my friend. They said, do you have any friend? I called my friend in St. Josie, Shan Sarah, praise God. And I talked to her and I, I go by her. Many times I spend so much time with that lady, that girl and her family. My God, and they knows, they know, and like, you know, why are you still helping her when they know the story? People get mad at me. Why are you still helping her? You need to stop that. This need to stop. You cannot be giving so much of yourself for people that try to kill you, that try to don't like you. They don't love you, Sharon. They're not your friends. It will lead into even to um, financial issues where I send money and then uh, for the purpose is not used. As far back as it went, and she said, oh, after they call your money from the bank because the bank say you're not coming down the put. Well, I never know that banks can do that, like tell you take off the money because you're not putting the money in the bank. That was a big lie. You know, and every day, alcohol, drink, people, people would call me, Sharon stops and she sent too much money for him. And she's always drunk. His sister's always drunk. 
and it's just I was uh, abused and my sibling, my poor nieces. I'm just trying to help them right now. This abuse have to just end, and I I don't know how to how to help, so, how to go in. Yeah, and 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 you know, and and you saying that this is an ongoing situation. It and, is, and we and and we know we live in a in a society in Dominica that everything is so informal. Um, and so we have we have to come up with, we have to come up with a solution. We we are right at the at the bottom of the hour. I think this is this is a good time to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the other effects that being a victim of abuse um, has on 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 an individual and the, the behavior that happens. Because we a lot of times we hear of of young girls who develop intimate relationships with older men and, and all of those things. And some of that is just to escape that environment within the home. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they go from one situation of abuse into another situation of abuse. And, 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 and then it becomes a cycle. And then, this, this, and then kids are produced in that environment and it continues as a cycle. So, so we're going to take a quick break, listeners. Um, my guest tonight is Ms. Sharon Darival. She's uh, an author. She's a poet. She's a healthcare worker. She, as you hear, she's an activist. She's a, she's a brave, brave young soul. Um, stay tuned. When we come back, we are going to continue talking about the scourge of domestic violence. Presented by. Hi. Have you always wanted to learn how to paint but felt that you didn't have the talent to try? Well, pick up that paintbrush and join me, Nicole Georges Bennett, for Art and the Word on TDNTV.net. Wednesdays at 10.30 a.m. with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Join me for an exploration through art appreciation and biblical inspiration on Art and the Word, tdntv.net. Wednesdays at 10.30 with repeats on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Let's paint. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. People say I've got a great smile. Well, I have to say, this is all thanks to the professional team at Beacon Dental Group right here in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I've got world-class dental care. Beacon Dental Group has expert and caring staff dedicated to providing the most advanced and satisfactory treatment in all aspects of oral health. Their services are designed to meet your needs and give you a perfect smile, too. General checkups, cosmetic surgery, Gemini laser service, and advanced procedures, all in a state-of-the-art facility. Call or visit Beacon Dental Group today, 1026 Blue Hill Avenue, Dorchester, Massachusetts, or call 617-282-2146 for a smile that lights the world. Well, 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 here we are back in Redemption Village, and everything looks just as we left it. The streets are filled with bustling, happy villagers. And there's Ma John right in front of her shop and Ma Rogers right next to her. Yes, yes, everything looks just the same way we left it, but 
Here comes a car with a loudspeaker. Come one, come all. Homo man is coming to town. And look, he coming to redemption. And then he turns around and begs people for money. Do you believe that? Countries around the world are reporting a rapid increase in the rate of infections. Your husband trying to hurt you? If I can stay one step ahead of him, I stay alive. Blanca, you next. Then Philip, I will leave you for last. All of us have seen, my friend. Iniquity, looseness. But is it just going to be you and me? You have nothing to fear, my dear. I am a man of God. I told you that criminal child abuser was trouble. I think he raped me, Mom. Oh, fire, fire! Pops, pops, the church on fire! He's sir. What? How? Call the fire station. Grab the horse from the back of the house. Open the peg wider. Bajie, Edemoy. The drama is back. Season 4 of Redemption Road premieres Sunday, October 10th at 7.30 p.m. Listen to Redemption Road on Life101Radio.net, TDNRadio.net, and Gaiac FM. All right. Welcome back, listeners. I want to say thank you to our sponsors, um, Deacon Dental Group in Blue Hill Avenue in Dorchester, in Boston, Massachusetts. Bye. DominicaOnline.com by DominicaOnline.com. I have a special good night to Mastering Edwards. You know, she put on a really good um, expo um, some time ago and, and had a lot of Dominican products um, available and for sale. And I know she, she was she's able to organize a lot of those entrepreneur people. Um, but another way you can get Dominican products is via by DominicaOnline.com. Thank you for that sponsorship. And of course, um, uh, today is the birthday of someone who's very special to me, uh, my sister Sophie. Sophie, today is your birthday, so happy birthday, my dear sister. Even if I'm the last in your family, I always call her my little sister Sophie. So hope, hope you have a, a great day. Um, so as we said, October is, is, is um, physical you know, month of domestic violence. But before I do that, I, I have to say something else, though, because season four of Redemption Road, you heard that? Season four of Redemption Road is starting this Sunday at 7.30 p.m. So you cannot you cannot miss that. Um, I, it's 7.30, it's not 7, it's at 7.30, right, Sam? Yeah. 7.30 p.m. this Sunday, um, season four of Redemption Road, you don't want to miss that. It will be on, on TDN Radio, on Life 101 Radio, and it will be on Radio Gaia. And for those of you who live in the um, French West Indies, you, you definitely want to want to tune in for that. All right. So tonight our topic is domestic violence. And we're not just talking about domestic violence as husband beating wife or boyfriend beating girlfriend and vice versa. We're also talking about um, the use of violence by parents as a means of correction. And therefore, we, we, we run the risk of raising human beings who think that force and violence is, is the way that you get people to do what is your will. And my guest tonight is Miss um, Sharon Darver. Those of you 
you, you see how powerful this conversation is. So I, again, I invite you to share the link, invite somebody to, to join the program. We are on cdnradio.net, we're on cdntv.net, we're Facebook Live on this weekend interview, um, and we have Twitter. Um, hi, Owen. Uh, Twitter, let me get the Twitter handle. I'll put it up, I'll put it up on there. Um, this weekend interview is also available on twitter.com um, broadcast. I put the link up um, in the chat so so you can you can always find it. So Sharon, uh, again, I, 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 I just love I just love your bravery um, and, and we need more of that, you know um, because so many times the victims of abuse feel shame. Somehow they feel that it is their fault, from some association where um, it's a shame on them that they find themselves the victim of abuse. And so they hide it. Women go to work with, with, with sunglasses, with turtleneck, guys go with long sleeves. As for, as for men, men don't want to make anybody know that they're being abused. Um, mm -hmm. And so men will take their abuse in silence. Uh, one more stats I want to talk about is that they said on a typical day, 20,000 phone calls are placed to domestic violence hotlines in the U.S. 20,000 calls are placed to domestic violence hotlines. Now, that statistic is frightening, but what I want to take from that statistic is that there is a hotline that at least if somebody develops the courage to call, they, there's a hotline that they can call. So if we have to talk about coping mechanisms for people who are in situations of abuse, you several times you mentioned that that you went to stay with friends and uh, and and you you spend the night at the police station and those kind of things. Um, talk to us a bit for people who are listening who may be in that situation or who may know somebody in that situation. How do you how do you approach? someone um, to try to help them in whatever way you can, who, who finds themselves in an abusive um, situation? Most of them it's hard. But like we, I do very honest talking, very, have a very honest conversation with the person. Let them know that abuse doesn't get better, it only gets worse. They have to be their own friend. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I think what you say is just so important. That abuse doesn't, doesn't get, better. get better. It only gets it only worse gets if you do nothing about it. You must be your own friend. You must have compassion on yourself. I had to learn that. You must forgive yourself because I deserve better. I had to do that. I, I know I'm a precious human being. And I have to tell them that also that they are precious. They deserve to be treated right and with respect. And they are not alone in this world, and it is not their fault. I have, I was for many years. I thought it was my fault. It's because I wasn't a good daughter. I didn't work fast enough, and I had to have a game, eh, Anthony, where I used to say, okay, it's seven o'clock. I start in the morning. I take all my big uh, banana thing of clothes, and I go up the river, wash it, try to finish by four o'clock. Make sure like dishes, my kids, my my siblings are all clean. Everything is done by four o'clock. Then for me to make supper. And make sure we're in bed by six. You know, it's a game. If I don't finish, I know she's not there to help me. She's not going to help me, my mom. 
my see my siblings are helping sometimes and you know she's in the bar having a good time only four o'clock come oh my god and i'm not done i'm still in the river and it's getting dark i am my body's hurts you know it's like so what i'll say abuse often goes unreported and that's why i was scared to talk but i thought that was the norm because even my friends i could hear their mother leave a pity in them at you know some of them get blessed they cannot have children now because their mother quivered them you know so people abuse often goes unreported due to cultural and familial stigma and the parents are our authority figures and we're meant to respect them and that is where i was trapped because i was caught within the within the bible follow the bible do what your mother say do what the elders say you get beat your friends get abused you don't say nothing you know like you know sometimes i'll make noise and say hey yeah i know you will, you will kill her like other people say that who say i cannot say that my mom slapped me she punched me mind your own business because you know it's adults discipline that you're not allowed to enter so many of my kids, my arms, um, my friends, I see them get hit with the um, switch from the um, post, the electric wires. Electric my brothers, wire. yeah, got um, beaten with electric wire by my stepdad. I never get beaten by him, but he wanted to have sex with me. And so I guess that was his other way of beating me, but I did not get, I ran away. Praise the Lord. But the rage, because I got away, the rage was passed on to my brothers, and which is sad to see because he had girls with after my brothers and my mom, and he never beat them not once. So that was bias. And my mom get all her beaten, and I would try to defend her because I was the only girl, you know, strong enough to, to fight for her and to talk and stuff. And that is where we are. So when I meet people around, in my workplace or on the street where I see like they're abused and they're telling me about they have to find a rescue place, a place rescue. I try to help them. Sometimes I take in their children and I, I look after their child while they can get a little break. Um, sometimes, right. now it have one time though, um, it, that's very risky because I took in a witch. This lady was all uh, following me one time and she needed help. She was living in a, um, in a group home, a woman's shelter actually. And she said she followed me. It's like, oh, she ain't got a place to stay. So I took her in. Oh my God, no to me. It was a witch. So it's kind of risky. Like after that, I'm like, I'm very, very careful who I take into the house because we took a long time to get her out. I had to get the police here. And the elders at the church come and pray and they wouldn't get her out. They couldn't get her out. She was like, could um define why can't she have a room in this house? So you have to be careful. But like when I try to meet these people, these girls that abuse, I try to say, like, don't fight back. Some of them they really they, they because they abuse so much. They turn back and before, if they get a man that love them, whap. There's one girl I know, she, she break his teeth out of nothing just because she had previous abuse from another guy. So it thrills wow. down. Mm. Yeah, it took mm. it took her. Yeah, and because, I've written I mean, a few you, books. I, mm -hmm, go ahead. I've helped other people to write books to get their story out. And this is the way they can do it. Some of them will never come out and talk about it like that. But some have written the book. And then that's, I find that's a very, very powerful way because like I never wrote my story down. This is my story. Maybe that's the only time you'll hear it. It's an oral story right now. And But I, when I write with other people, some of my experience, I put it into the book so they learn and they help and then they can pass it on to others. Yes, and, and Marceline is asking, let me put it up here. Marceline is saying, I'm so sorry you had to experience such abuse, Sharon. Where was our society and the authorities how can we live with ourselves knowing a child in the neighborhood is getting that treatment and do nothing? And Maslin is saying that in, in the past tense, but mm -hmm. maybe we can convert that comment into a present tense.
because we know that abuse has not been solved. The issue of abuse has not been solved in our society. And so I, I hear you say that you, you're trying to help and you try different things. And the, the point is that it's not easy because people who have gone through that experience, they themselves become complex human beings with all types of issues as well. And so mm -hmm. it, it, it's as if you're going to help a wild animal who is trapped. The wild animal doesn't necessarily know that you're there to help them. So as soon as you help them to escape and they get a little bit, they turn around and bite you or scratch you mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. And that is and, true because I did get offered for help when I was 12. And my auntie, she told, she said, um, she offered to take me. But my mom just had my sister. And I figure I tell her, I can come and help her, but I have to save my mom because she had a little sister and I have to help take care of that. Because I'm so used to it. I raised my brothers and then now she had my sister and I was so happy to have a sister. I had no sister that was out up in the community, right? But that was a silly thing to do. I did not know. You know, like I if I, she was going to help me, as you said. I should have gone, I'd probably be better off. But well, I actually got help. Maybe it's a good thing you stayed because you probably protected your sister. I, I mean, at a sacrifice probably of yourself, mm -hmm. but you stayed and helped yeah. your sister. Um, and because the attention would have turned on to her and maybe she would Much not have her. been as strong as you. So, mm -hmm. so um, in terms of solutions, especially like in a dominator context, uh, it, it seems like that is a topic that you thought about um, in great detail. Do you have some suggestions as to how, as a society, um, a society like Dominica, a region, can, can go about trying to address and, and reduce with an intention to eliminate that type of, of environment that kids can, are being raised in? Well, in 2007, I took a course titled Mental Health First Aid. I think that can be introduced to Dominica. I don't know if some doctors or some psychosocial worker can help with that. And mental health first aid is a support provided to a person who may be experiencing a decline in their mental health being or mental health crisis. Because sometimes, like I think, uh, like, it's not, does my mother have like a mental health? Like, I mean, she drink alcohol and that probably that affects the brain, but they can't tell me, okay, you lose one daughter. Well, she didn't really lose me because I came back to help, right? But you didn't learn. 20 years, you beat up that play, that person. that, And then you go and you pass it on to your other children. Like, you're not learning. And yes, the elders were there. They, they talk and talk. And I think that's why they took me into the church. I would be going early in the morning with the elders. And they are the praying, um, what they call it, Pele Winage and stuff. And I'd be following them. I was the only young one there. People used to laugh at me. Actually, when I go to high school, they used to mock me and call me nun. Because my skirts were so long. And I, I really liked the nuns. They took their help. They helped me out so well. But like um, other things we can do beside mental, bring in, introducing that course, mental health, they um, have a social um, structure for the kids, like where they can really go and be safe. There are some girls, they run away, go off the men, because they think okay, the men is going to support them, they have money. But then they end up in a worse situation, as you say, because they, are, they get abused, right, sexually. And then some of them let them go and do prostitution. I had a similar situation, was it this year or last year? where I was trying to save my niece because I was hearing that there was a, a thing in Canada where they took, they're taking young girls and they're going in the drug thing and she would, she'll get lost in America. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like I need to save her because they, what if they take her? And you know, she become a prostitute and then they go to kill her and take her organs and stuff like that. I'm thinking of all that craziness in my head, but thank God she finally got in Dominica 
I, you know, and she's, she's safe. But she could have been killed, you know. So yeah. some girls, when they run away, they run overseas. If you can locate big countries, they have help. They can get the big apple. They get all the big money and they'll be good. But sometimes you don't good because you didn't learn how to use money, manage money. So they need to learn that. So when they get a job, they need to learn to manage money or they're going to be like me, give back to the abuser. The abuser is going to take it back to the devil or to the rum shop. Abuse, drink it, alcohol, go back and, and it go, the cycle goes on. So we need to also keep talking. Mm -hmm. We can write. As I said, helping people, they can write. We can do it like Nasio, not Nasio, um, Rasmo is doing yes, in terms mm -hmm. of yeah, poems, songs. Before, you know what to help me? A lot of songs. Like after my dad and mom broke up, when I go in grade four, I met this um, teacher, teacher Afinia. And I was, I guess I was angry. I didn't know it. Eh? And she said, make this poem. Do you ever really wonder about the angry things you say? Could you try and make it better or even turn and walk away? When you think across and know it, turn it over in your mind. Try a different way to say it. You don't have to be unkind. And it goes on and on. And you know what? I would come to 92 now when I'm angry. It's like I say, was she talking to me? Because I was so angry because of what? First of all, I lost my father. And I'm eight years old. My mom had been alcohol always. And now my dad, even though he's in the village, he's, he's out of it. He's not, he's not coming there. He ended up in the mental unit and all that stuff like that. You know? So... Here I am, this little kid, so angry as a bull. Then I met in grade, no, grade three was it, I think, grade four teacher, Jane. When she said another song, yes, I was still angry. They're trying to nurse this thing out of me, this anger, this fury in me. So she said that poem, gentle rivers run so easily so free. Through the golden meadow and past the lemon tree. Down the winding hills, they wind so peacefully onward ever, onward to the journey to the sea. And I'm like, you know what? Is she telling me? To take all this buckle up um, tension in me and give it to the sea. So I like I did that. I go on and even in grade five, more anger. And then my teachers they all helping me. Everybody I met in life, I think they were trying to get this out of me. And then finally, I am here, able to speak about it without tears, without too much anger and frustration. And what I think other people can do is like I know it might be hard to talk because you you're scared you might get killed you know, or even hurt more. But you have to tell somebody. In my part, I know people knew that I was going through that because obviously these wooden halls, people can hear what I can. She, she didn't care. She hit me out in public, you know, stripped my clothes and I'm out there with lantama away, soaked in the sea. No, she didn't care. And like go on my back, you see my back all over like I'm a slave, like, oh my God, it's all over. And Cinderella, I was Cinderella. She just didn't, in her mind, she don't see that I'm a daughter. I was a slave who I have to keep working and I still, I'm still keep on working. So instead of running away, I think what they can do, maybe just seek help. Like I'm trying to seek help for her. As, and she directly came to me today. But I guess she saw the topic and I like, find me some help. So I think she's there she's almost in redemption. Realizing, yeah. 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 Mm. Let me find me well, some certainly, help. Certainly. A lot of times people need help. And, and we know we know how how poor a job we do in paying attention to mental health all over the world because even in the u.s uh, the answer to mental health is to call the police and they put yeah. handcuffs on them and they shoot them if they're black and that kind of thing mm -hmm. in dominica it's, it's even worse where folks are not the mental health issue is not recognized and, and and so in terms of solutions we really have to try to rally the troops and and see how we can rally our resources and and work on a grassroots level i know there are organizations such as the dominica national council of women 
and there are other organizations that, that try to help women who find themselves in um, domestic um, abuse situations. Listeners, I will tell you that TDN Radio is doing a whole feature on domestic abuse and violence for the month of October. And on the Thursday, it's on Thursday, the 21st of October, Thursday at, at, at 7 p.m., um, it's going to start, it's going to be hosted by Dr. Simone Matthew. Um, and it, 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 you mentioned RASMO. Um, it, it's a program that, in, that is put together with RASMO. And we have some other, other folks like Julia Coffee-Wicks from Dominica and so on. And so it will be on three Thursdays, on the 21st of October, the 28th of October, and the 4th of November, the Thursdays. Of course, we'll tell you more about it as we go along. But, but we, we, we really have to talk about it. Um, I, I, as they say, sunlight is the best antiseptic. And so we need to shine light in all of those dark corners, in all those dark corners in the house um, where kids and women and men are being abused. Let's, let's, let's shine light on it. And, and the more we talk about it, and the more people realize that um, it's going to be talked about, there will be some deterrence. There are laws on the books for consequences and, and, and all of that. But, but Sharon, I know that you've worked with um, a few folks um, to write the stories. And so I know that you'd be willing. And I'm, I'm going to take, you know, uh, uh, well, I'll let you say it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'd be willing that there, if there are folks out there who have a story, or an experience, who are currently experiencing it, um, they may want to contact you and you could help them to to do activities that can help to alleviate that anger and, and that stress and, and those after effects of the abuse. So can you give like talk about your work, talk about the, you know how people can they want to get in touch with you, how they can and, and what you would be willing to help to, to help them to do. Okay. I am available on Facebook, most of it's your Instagram, Twitter. Um, my email, Sharon at gmail.com. I am willing to help anybody who wants to write a story or just even if you write it and you want me to edit, I can help with that and then you'll get a publisher after. Um, most in person, those who know me, in person we can work. My, and then if you're by phone, it's um, 7802265441. So, so 7802265441. I do. Um, talk to people, mentor a lot of people. And one, I'd like to reach out also to the cultural division if they could help some young people. I've, I've also um, make note to some um, people in the cultural division about some people I would like them to help. I don't know how, maybe for plays or whatnot, which I find also helped me a lot. So they can do that. I'm not into the plays anymore, drama, but like, um, yeah, I can have resources. I can share these links to people. The art, the art is a good the outlet. Art, art is very so, um, good. Yeah. yeah, writing, um, drama, you know. Um, call Sam at TDN and tell him you want to be an actor on season five yeah. of Redemption Road. <laughs> Something, you know. Um, just just express yourself, give yourself an outlet, um, so you can cope. And 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 if you're making choices that seem like 
Um, there are bad choices. Examine your life and see if you're making those choices because of some other abusive situation that is causing you to make to make those choices. Um, folks, if you have a young person or not so young person in your life, and that person is always angry, um, maybe take another look. Look at it from a different angle. Is that person yes. in a situation of abuse? Is that why they're lashing out? And maybe they're lashing out and their anger might be a cry for help. So Sharon, as we I have two more minutes before before the, 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 our time is up. I'm going to let you just um, give your closing remarks. Okay. I would just like to say, remember, just because you can't see the pain doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And see me, who I used to be and who I am today, there are no regrets. I look forward to what's to come. I am revealed in the nakedness of my soul. Look at me as I flaunt the nudity. Look at me in all my darkness. Can you see what I have hidden? Exposure carries no threat. I can no longer hide behind the face that is masked. My tear-stained cheeks are now raw, raw with my own guilt of encumbrance. As my eyes were burdened by insomnia's burden, long nights of sleeplessness and streaming tears, my layers peeled back, opening self to be seen. Visuals of infected wounds, gruesome tall to those who I witness, see me beneath my skin structure, the woman beneath the makeup, look straight into my soul, beyond the windows where the shades are drawn. I challenge you, see me, look at me, look at me and not straight through me. See me, see me as I show you, revealing myself, my faults, my flaws and all, in all my wrongness, in the error of my ways. I illustrate to you the good, the bad and the ugly, all due to my fallen and risen intentions in my flight and plummets, I disclose to you who I was and who I am today. And all that there is there that's left to say is, look at me, see me. That's such an awesome way to end it. Sharon, I want to tell you, thank you so much. Um, listeners, you, you can just tell that Sharon is full of passion and she does everything with that same vibrancy and exuberance. You can find Sharon's work on an on Amazon.com, you, you can you can Google her name, Sharon Dorival, and you'll find her books. Sharon, is there other places where folks can find your work as well besides just Amazon? Amazon.ca, most online stores. Um, at Jay's Bookstore, okay. there were some. Some of the Caribbean stores in maybe St. Lucia, um, in UK, Barnes & Noble. They're all mm -hmm. there. Like okay. in Camrose, yeah. you can get it in uh, books for you in Camrose in that mall. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so oh, even from my mom. Yeah. Sorry, even from my mom. So she sells um the books, the physical copy. She has some mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Um, last comment I'm read. Didi said, as your guest alluded to in her opening remarks, subjects such as abuse has been taboo for many years in our society. Social media has provided a platform for victims to share their experiences. Having made the connection between childhood abuse and adult abuse and violence, the awareness can help us understand the violence that occurs in our community. I, a very, very um, um, you know, com uh, comprehensive statement that, that Didi um, gives yes. to, um, to, to, to the whole topic. And Sharon, I, I know 
that that we have scheduled for you to come back um, with one of the people that you are currently helping to to write your story in the form of a book. And so we look forward to that. And and once again, the audience is telling you thank you so much for for sharing your story. And they want you to stay strong as you continue the healing process. So good night. And and again, good night. I I wish you all the best. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you very much. Okay. Good night. It's my pleasure. So, so listeners, I want to say thank you for, for tuning in. Um, so many of you come back every week, and I, and I really appreciate you. Um, we really need to hear some of those stories, because not everybody has the ability or the opportunity to tell their stories in that way. And so in this month of domestic abuse awareness, as Sharon said, <clears throat> let us not look through people. Let us not look away from people. When we see somebody, let us look at them and let us look at their behavior and their attitude. And instead of being turned off by it, let us see if that behavior and that attitude is a cry for help. So October is Domestic, uh, 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 domestic Violence Awareness Month. And um, we will just highlight that on TDN Radio um, TV and media, we're, we're going to highlight it, not just in October, but give special attention to it, heighten the sensitivity, and play our part with the objective of eliminating um, domestic violence. So thank you, everybody. Stay safe and have a wonderful week. We'll do this again next week, Wednesday. Take care.